This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, Super stoked to be here with you. Uh, It's Christmas Day. We are celebrating the birth of Jesus. And so... um, Merry Christmas. All right, so let's jump into the Word today. We're going to just conclude our series this month about uh, Jesus, right? Uh, Behold Him. And so I'm going to jump right into the Word and um, allow everybody here that's joining us to continue with your uh, holiday festivities. So I just want to share just a few verses um, about the birth of Jesus, uh, being that it is Christmas Day. And so here we go. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this season. We thank you for the holidays, God, that we can um, find opportunity. What a privilege it is to celebrate your birth. And so I pray that as we do that, we'd see you, Jesus, um, in a new light. We would see you. We would come to uh, even fresh and and new revelation of who you are. Refresh us uh, in your word today by the presence of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. All right, so our theme scripture for the month is Isaiah chapter seven, verse 14. And it reads, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, behold. All right, everybody say behold. All right, behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And when this verse from Isaiah was quoted by uh, Matthew in Matthew's gospel, um, uh, it then goes on to say, which means Emmanuel, they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. All right, so praise the Lord, behold. That is what the season is all about. Now, I'll even say that is what being a Christian is all about, is beholding Jesus, seeing him. And when we see him, we are changed. When we see him, when we behold him, we see everything else in life as it should be seen. And so there we go. Um, And now we're going to just go on to, to Luke chapter 2. If we, if we would, and uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 9 to 11, and I'm just going to read a portion of what we call the Christmas story, okay? Just a portion, going to highlight just a couple things in particular today when it comes to beholding him and the birth of our Savior. And so uh, let's start here in verse 9, and this is really going to just be the 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 text for the day, okay? So let's go there. Luke chapter two, uh, verse nine to verse 11, and it reads, and behold, look at that. So this is when the angels came to the shepherds, okay? Um, Everybody say behold, all right? So and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. This is the shepherds now. Um, And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. All right. Verse 10. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. 
All right, I'm going to read that portion again. Um, this is what the angel said to them. Do not be afraid, for behold, everybody say behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. All right, say this with me. Say all people. Say it again. Say all people. All right, say this with me. Say the gospel is for all people. The Christmas story is for all people. The word of God is for all people. Forgiveness of sin is for all people. Heaven is for all people. Not everybody's going to get in there, as the scripture tells us, but it is for all people. Yes, it is. Good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. The birth of our Savior, the Messiah, all right? The, the one that saves, Jesus, Yeshua in the Hebrew means salvation or Savior. Jesus saves and to him, whomever will let him come right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, whoever, whoever would believe in him, they will not perish, but they will have everlasting life. Somebody say all people. And the Bible says that, that God is patient with all, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Somebody say all people, okay? So verse 11, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior, a savior, all right? A savior who is Christ the Lord, okay? Somebody say all people. A savior born in the city of David who is Christ, the Messiah, the, the one, the anointed one, the Lord, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. All right, hallelujah. As one of our, 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 I don't know the exact song, but one of our, um, you know, Christmas songs, right? Uh, Lord at his birth, Christ the Lord, okay? So here we go. We're gonna get into my points now, but there it is. Can I say it one more time? Let me read it one more time. I'm gonna read it one more time. Verse 10, Luke chapter two, verse 10. Let's read it one more time. This is it. This is what we're talking about. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, all right, behold, 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 okay? Behold, I bring you good tidings, all right? This is good news of great joy, which will be to all people. Verse 11, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior, capital S, who is Christ the Lord. Here it is. Here we go. We're going to get into some points now, and now I'm going to let y'all go, okay? But here it is. Uh, because of Jesus, there is hope for everybody. All right? Because, because of Jesus, all right? We celebrate Christmas, the birth of our Savior. Because of Jesus, there is hope for everybody. There is hope for all eternity, uh, for, for all humanity, all right? And so uh, when we thank of the people. Now, I just want to get into some of the gospels here. I'm just going to um, just share some of the people and maybe even the types of people that Jesus healed, 
saved, loved, and, and demonstrated his heart for them, okay? And so here it is. When we think of the people that Jesus engaged with and interacted with, it speaks to what these angels said to the shepherds. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people, all right? So once again, because of Jesus, all right, there is hope for everybody, okay? This speaks to the heart of God for us, all right? Christmas is about God's heart for humanity. Good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people, all right? And here it is. My next point is this, and I just want to show these points, and then we're going to get into just looking at some of these people, like these people that Jesus loved and helped and served and empowered and validated and accepted, okay? And so here it is, my next point. I know this is simple today, but Merry Christmas, everybody. God is for you. This is what the Christmas story tells us, that he came for us, born of a virgin, right? Hallelujah, a savior, Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, God is for us. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go quickly now, but I just wanna just, I mean, you can go back and study all these folks, okay, that Jesus touched. I'm gonna kind of give you who they were, and so you can just do a simple word search, type in the, the, who they were, what, and, and, and let's look at this. This is, this tells us, Right? These stories, these narratives in the Gospels, okay? Throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these are in the Gospels when Jesus walked the earth. And this speaks to God's heart for us, okay? That, that, that he being born is good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. So let's look at a few here. We're going to go through these quickly here, but here we go. We kind of describe them a little bit. But the Syrophoenician woman, who is from a region of Tyre and Sidon, Okay, not a Jew. Her daughter was demon-possessed. She was not a Jew. And, and according to God's promise and covenant, he came for the Jew first, then the Gentile. Okay, he was sent to the lost, house, lost sheep of the house of Israel first. They were, in a sense, for lack of a better phrase, the Jewish people were first in line. Okay, and so here comes this woman. Her, her daughter's demon-possessed. And Jesus like, man, I came for the Jew first, basically saying, okay, I'm paraphrasing. But because of her persistence and her faith, Jesus um, commended her faith that he delivered her daughter that was demon-possessed. And this type of woman, Syrophoenician woman, somebody say all people. She, I, I would say for, for, for more of a modern way of describing her, her plight is that she was from the wrong side of the tracks. But Jesus touched her and saved her. If you look at Rahab the harlot, okay, um, when the uh, spies came to Jericho, that she was preserved. She was not of the house of Israel and ended up being in the lineage of Jesus. So in, this, has been, this is the heart of God for people. He's, he has a heart for people that are from the um, assumedly wrong side of the tracks. Okay, the Syrophoenician woman. Somebody say all people. Here's another one. The woman at the well who was a Samaritan. And Jesus being a Jew, a rabbi at that, was not supposed to associate with Samaritans. And she was a Samaritan and she was living in sin, okay? And, and uh, sleeping with all kinds of men. And the one she was with wasn't even her husband. And Jesus knew that. And so she was living in sin and Jesus forgave her and sent her to share what he had 
done for her. She it really recorded in scripture the first person to herald the gospel to be an evangelist, if you will. So so this person going from relationship to relationship and never satisfied. Jesus was born for her. Hallelujah. Here's another one. Mary Magdalene. She had, we don't know a lot about her story, but she had seven demons possessed, um, oppressed, seven demons. She was a victim of evil. We don't know how they got there. We don't know what opened the door, but Jesus delivered this woman. Jesus came for people that have become victimized or victims of evil, of the demonic, okay? Hallelujah. Here's another one. Here's another one. All of these, as I'm starting, are all women, by the way. She's a beautiful picture of the heart of God for women. Um, so a woman caught in the act of adultery, okay? So she's about to be judged for her sin and killed according to the law, okay? And, and Jesus somehow steps on the scene, flips the whole script, and she walked away f- uh, forgiven, alive, alive, forgiven and free. And he said, hey, go and sin no more. So this person living in a life, think about, th- these are the type of people, Jesus, the person, as he walked the earth, demonstrated love, forgiveness, acceptance, and freedom for Okay, so this is the type of person meant that she literally is in a state of being judged by others because of her actions. And you always want to know, man, where was the man at? Where was the guy? So, so it's kind of like getting blamed for everything and, and kind of suffering the injustice of, of, of the society of her day. Jesus came for those that are judged by others, blamed for everything, and suffering the consequence of an unjust in her society, the injustice in her society. Come on, somebody say all people. Good tidings of great joy for all people. Here's another one. We're going to go quickly. I'm, I'm sharing these. Isn't, isn't this beautiful? This is so beautiful. This is what the angel spoke of at his birth. Okay, here's another one. Nicodemus, a religious leader, a Pharisee. It's kind of like the religious aristocracy of the day. They were privileged. They were rubbing elbows with the Roman Empire. Okay, they they were affluent, um, wealthy, religious leaders, very strict, very strict in their belief system. And yet here's a Pharisee and he wanted to meet with Jesus privately. Okay, so we're assuming here that this man feared what others in his world thought of him. But yet Jesus was willing to meet with the man. And he's the one, he said, you must, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus didn't get it, didn't quite understand the spiritual truth Jesus was saying. But Jesus, even as he met with those that were down and out, he saved, touched them. He was willing to engage with those that were presumably up and out, right? They did not know him. He was wrestling with maybe the truth of who this Jesus is. He, and he met with them privately. He had an honest conversation. He wasn't, you know, much of the context or the narrative of the Pharisees and the gospels was very much, they were very judgmental about Jesus, trying to actually be a part of getting the man killed, right? And here's Nicodemus, who was fearful of the opinion of his constituency. And yet he met with him and Jesus was willing to meet with this man. Hallelujah. Somebody say it with me again. Say good tidings 
of great joy for all people. All right, here it is. Here's another one. This is the, the immoral woman that wept at his feet, okay? And this is recorded in the Gospel of Luke, I believe chapter seven, but you can look it up. Um, and so here is a woman and he was at a Pharisee's house by the name of Simon. So there was this Pharisee that Jesus, once again, somebody say all people, was willing to go and eat with these men, these religious leaders. And this immoral woman bursts in, she's living in sin, the Bible records the scripture plainly says she was immoral. So we, we could presume a lot of different things, but basically a woman that was living in sin, all right? And so she came, she, she wept at his feet. She wiped her feet, um, his feet with her tears. Um, she, 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 she basically was expressing her worship and need for him, okay? And the religious people were like, hey, if he knew what kind of woman was touching him, he wouldn't allow her to touch him, okay? And so he forgave her uh, publicly. He And he said, he who is forgiven much loves much. What was he saying? She was in some deep, dark sin, but she was desperate and Jesus forgave her. Forgave her, validated her worship in front of them and basically said, y'all didn't, didn't even do um, just a little bit of what she's doing. But she, you know, and so he used, okay, he's speaking to these Pharisees, he used her expression of worship as messy as it was, literally messy, okay, as an example to the religious people in the room, all right? Think about this. This, is, this was her plight. She wasn't invited to the party, okay, desperate for a change, and she risked a lot for Jesus. She should not have been touching a rabbi let alone being in a Pharisee's house. It was just not a, it was, it was contrary to custom. It was contrary to the law, okay? And so, wow, okay? And I really believe, this is the heart of Jesus. In all of these stories, Jesus was not put off or repelled from these people because of their sin and their mess. The Bible says where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. It almost seems as if Jesus was leaning into these individuals' lives, leaning in, in the middle of their mess. I believe that we as believers, Christ followers, you know, those that would say, you know what, I'm a Christian, right? I got Jesus in my life, man. I'm, I'm, I'm walking with God, right? Those of us that would venture to even say that, uh, I believe that in looking at how Jesus engaged and interacted with all different kinds of people, we must have a tolerance for people in their mess. Hallelujah. All right, come on now. Because of our lack of mercy and grace and love as believers, I believe it causes people to hide their mess. And when we hide our mess, we don't get healed. The Bible says, confess your faults one to another that you might be healed. We need to, you know, let's create a space. Let's be like Jesus. Let's create a space where people can be real about their mess. 
Come on now. So, so they can get out of their mess and get the mess out of them. Everybody, come on, say it with me. Say, say, don't stress the mess. And here's my next point. The, the message of Jesus is good news. I know this is, this is basic. This is, this is just, this is just foundation. We're just, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. This Christmas, we are just taking a look at the foundation of our faith. And it is Jesus. He is the chief cornerstone, right? He is the foundation. He, Christ, is the foundation of our faith. Our house is built on the rock, the rock of ages. And so we must look at his life and see how he treated people, how he loved people, how he engaged with people. I mean, I can't even tell you all the ones that have been recorded. I can't, I can't go through all of them. I literally even have to go through these stories rather quickly so we can kind of get a good picture of the gospels. And, and, and once again, just to reiterate, if we can look at it again, folks, let's look at this. After seeing some of those, hearing some of those stories there, I encourage you to go back and study some of these. They're beautiful. I see myself in all of these in some, one way or another, right? I see myself in some way, kind of being from the wrong side of the tracks, being a victim of evil in, in a certain context, right? Going, not, not, not being satisfied with, with, with relationship after relationship. You know what I mean? Being judged by others. Dealing with, um, you know, fears of what others would think of me. Not being invited to the party. Being desperate for a true change, right? I, I see myself in all of this. You know, there, there is hope for everybody. And God is for you. This is what... The Gospels tell us this is what Christmas tells us is God is for everybody, right? And so Luke chapter 2, once again, verse 10 and 11, then the angel said to them, Luke 2, verse 10 and 11, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings. Somebody say good news. Of great joy, which will be to all people. Verse 11, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. It's who he is. Jesus is the Savior, the only one who is Christ the Lord. We need him and he is our, exa our example as to how we should be. I said we need him. And he is our example as to how we should treat other people. Once again, the message of Jesus is good news. And this, what the angel said in Luke chapter 2, this speaks to what the gospel is really about. What the gospel is really about. Let's look at a few more guys. This is, let's look at a few more people in, 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 in the word here. All right? Come on, look at somebody and tell them, don't stress the mess. Come on, we got to learn how to love people through their mess. We got to love people while they're in their mess. We got to learn to separate the mess from the message and separate uh, the sin from the sinner. Come on, somebody, we need to learn how to how to expose sin and, and love the person, deliver others of sin and demons and devils and evil, and not encapsulate the human in that. Like, let's learn to love the person. This is what Jesus. I mean. Come on now, these people, man, they were, they were, they were living a certain type of way and, and, and Jesus got up in the mess and he delivered them, saved them, forgave them, 
um, sent them to go live a new life in him. Come on now. So here it is. Here's another one. Blind Bartimaeus. I think we talked about this one when we were uh, going through worship, uh, studying worship this, uh, what was that, in November. But think about this, man. Um, you know, um, he, he's blind. He wears garments that kind of signify that he is um, in this state. You know, it's kind of like putting a sign on his back. You know what I'm saying? That he uh, is, um, you know, not normal, right? Kind of off-scouring, you know what I'm saying? Dejected in the margins. The garments they would wear kind of signified their 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 their, their state, okay? It's kind of like um, a label, okay? And so there he is, he's begging by the roadside. And 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 the the people around that were even walking with Jesus told him to be quiet. Okay? And so, but Jesus said, bring him to me. Somebody say all people. And so they told him, be quiet. And, and yet he cried out a great deal more. He asked this man, blind Bartimaeus, like, what do you want me to do for you? So he's in the midst, in, in, in the midst of Jesus having a very intimate, profound conversation with him. He was surrounded by people that were trying to get him away from Jesus. Okay. And so this, I mean, blind Bartimaeus represents a person that is rejected by God's people or rejected maybe by the church, or rejected by those that are presumably walking with Jesus. But yet Jesus accepted him, actually invited him. Go, you guys that are rejecting him, go and get him and bring him to me, right? And so this is the gospel. It is to accept and receive those that are suffering injustice and being rejected even by the religious community. All right, blind Bartimaeus. Here's another one. I got. I got three more. Three more. Uh, what the woman with the issue of blood? Think about this, man. This woman was suffering for years. Okay, so years of pain and sickness and issue of blood for twelve years, isolated. Once again, she in that same category, being unclean ritually unclean, ceremonial unclean. She could not touch people. Like she was, she was isolated. Her issue, her internal issue, isolated her from society and people. So could you imagine the emotional trauma that she dealt with, the, 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 the inability to connect? And yet she pressed through this crowd, she touched the hem of his garment, and she was made whole. Come on now. So he healed her when nobody else could help her. Somebody say good tidings of great joy for all people. I got two more and these are, these are um, Jesus disciples, two of the 12. Peter, somebody say all people. So Peter, the Bible says a lot about this man. I mean, he's in the gospels and it talks a lot about him because he talks a lot. <laughs> he's in the book of Acts and he obviously wrote first and second Peter. And so Peter was brash had a big mouth, uh, passionate. He actually had a potty mouth and he was aggressive, okay? So he pulled out a sword and cut a high priest's ear off, okay? He literally cut a dude's ear off in the presence of Jesus. You know, and Jesus picked up the dude's ear and, and healed him, right? So Peter represents like those of us that when we mess up, like we mess up really bad, 
All right. Like we don't just mess up a little bit. Like we really mess up. Okay. Anybody been there when you messed up? I mean, it was bad. I mean, you when you messed up, like everybody found out about it. It was out on Front Street. And it's like, oh no, there they go again. Okay. And so, so he talked big too. He, he was passionate and, and he talked big, but it came a point where he couldn't follow through with what he said he would do. And he actually denied Jesus three times, man. He denied him. Nah, I'm not, that's not him. Like I'm not with him. Denied the savior. He was later restored and was a great early church leader and, and, and preaching on the day of Pentecost and all that. But I'm telling you, somebody say all people. All people. God just doesn't call the, the nice little quiet people that do everything right. Come on now. All people. Also another one, Matthew, a tax collector, not well liked by anybody. Actually, the religious people um, were like, as, as a derogatory term and phrase they used was, hey, he eats with tax collectors and sinners, right? And so here's a tax collector, man. Matthew calls it not only just calls him or or not, it's not even just he actually is like hey man i want you to follow me you're going to be one of the 12 um he became one of his disciples somebody that didn't you know wasn't liked by a lot of people okay the tax collectors man they were hustlers hustling people for money okay so so it, it's kind of you know jesus touches calls saves and heals even people um that have a bad reputation. All right, folks, I'm almost done. Um, and I'm going to give you um, a, a larger portion of scripture just so you can read it. I'm not going to read it all, uh, but it's Matthew chapter 25. And it's all the way, it's verse 31 all the way to verse 40. Okay, so I'm going to explain some of this and then I'm just going to read um, uh, just the last few verses. Okay, but I just want you to get the whole context here. And here it is. Here is my last point, okay? Jesus identifies with all of us. He sure does. And I'm gonna explain that. And so, it, it, you know, Jesus um, starts talking about when the Son of Man, you know, comes in glory, like at the end of the age, he's gonna separate the goats and the sheep, okay? And sheep are representative as the people of God, the, God, the, the followers of Christ. And he kind of explains what sheep do, what, how Christians are to treat others, okay? Let me say it again. So this is all about here, Matthew 25, 31 to 40, is a picture of heaven when we go before God and he separates goats and sheep. Sheep are representative of the people of God. And specifically what he describes in these verses in verse 25 is how Christians are to treat people, okay? And so he goes on to say that, hey, you know, when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink talking to the sheep. When I was a stranger, you took me in. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was in prison, you came to me. Okay, he's saying, and and, and then the sheep, the people of God say this, the, the, what the scriptures say, the righteous. So I'm gonna read verse 25, verse 37. I'm gonna read to verse 40, but here it is. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and gave you a drink? When did you see, when did we see you a stranger and take you in? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about, Lord? When did we do that for you? Or naked and clothed you? Verse 39, or when did we see you sick or in prison and came to you? Like, when did that, I, we don't, 
When were you even any of those things? Verse 40, and the king will answer and say to them, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. The least of these is my brethren and my people. When you did it to them, when you, when you visited a sick person, when you visited the person in prison, when you gave the thirsty person something to drink, the hungry person something to eat, when you took the stranger in, when you clothed the naked, that was me you did it for. I'm here to tell you right now, Jesus identifies with all of us. He is a faithful high priest that's able to uh, be merciful and faithful to us. He's able to um, be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, the Bible says. So least means a low degree when you did it to those of low degree, when you did it to those of least dignity or presumably least, what the world would say, they're less than. When you did it to those of low estimation, when you did it to those that everybody else would look at and say they're worthless, when you do it to those that seemingly are worthless, that is me you did it for, Jesus says. When you do it to those that are seemingly insignificant, you actually did that to me. My goodness. Somebody say good tidings of great joy for all people. Hallelujah. I'm going to end with this thought and then I'm going to pray. The way we treat the seemingly insignificant reveals the condition of our true worship to God. As you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. Hallelujah. Let's pray this morning. Father, I pray that we as Christ followers would have your heart, that we would have your heart for people, that Lord, our worship just wouldn't be some expression to you, but our worship would also be represented in how we treat, accept, and love those that seem to be insignificant. We thank you, God, for coming, for being born to show us this, for showing us how you modeled how to live this life. We thank you and we receive, God, your grace to be the light of this world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. I love you. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, Join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.